Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. I love the name tag Sunday that you guys are learning everybody's name around you. All right. That is awesome. I'm Pastor Drew, and it is an honor to, uh, to be here and to uh, get to be your shepherd. It's an honor to get to do life with you. And, um, and Merry Christmas. We were obviously talking about joy and living joy in a broken world. And we have emphasized in our last series that there's some things in the vocabulary of the Church of Seven Run that we want just to be a part of us. And we want uh, to be a people who live the difference so that when we are uh, saved, we serve so that saved people, and that's just what they do because they have a new nature. And, and we want to know what joy is. And the reality is we've all met those people. We've all met the people who were able to just bring joy to life. That no matter what was going on in their life, they experienced um, something that was different and something that was really supernatural. And their lives were just a little bit above and, um, and just, just kind of like a, a light in the dark. And the key is not merely to know those people, but to be those people. So joy is both a person and a path. We're all clear on that, right? What is joy? And the reality is that we live joy um, in the presence of God. That's the source of joy as the sun is the surface of light and heat. The surface of all joy is the presence of God. And we live this through the person of Jesus on the path of intentional living. A life spent in the presence of God through Christ. Guys, I want to share with you this morning that all a broken world can offer us is a broken life. And so if we choose to or insist on living in the broken world, what it's going to give us in return is simply a broken life. Isaiah 64, 6 is one of my favorite verses for kind of just giving a great portrait of of what this world delivers. The scripture says, we are all infected and impure with sin. Infected in ways sometimes that the disease doesn't look obvious, but it's there and it will run its course and it will increase. When we display our righteous deeds, that is when we live in denial and when we act like that, um, that we're good with God, the scripture says our righteous deeds are nothing but filthy rags. And not to gross you out, but in the Hebrew the idea was that these were like the rags that, that wrapped up a leper's wounds. These were the rags that that you would um, bind up something that um, was not reusable, only to be thrown away. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. That's what a broken world does to us. In spite of our will and our actions and our energies and what we try to do in life, um, we are like the leaf that, that in the end, in the turning of the season, when winter comes, it is let go and, and it falls to the ground. The green is gone. The wind takes uh, hold and, and it cannot stop, nor can it decide where it's going. Now it's in the grip 
of a force that is greater and, and there's nothing left. If we walk through the path of our own will in the world, all we're doing is finding a new way to be alone, a new way to be broken, a new way to hurt the next generation of kids, uh, a new way to wound um, our, our husband or our wife, a new way to belittle people at work. All we're doing is finding ourselves as one more sad interpretation of a broken life on a broken planet. And really the answer to everything is a choice of where you choose to live. Do you choose to live in the broken world or in the presence of Jesus? Because in the presence of Jesus, everything changes and, and the difference is made. And not only is it made in us, the difference is made through us. Hey, today, can I invite you out of the broken world? You see, Christmas, it's the birth of a livable joy. And I mean a real world livable joy. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, the scripture says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Uh, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news that will cause great joy. Good news that when heard ignites something in you that uh, is undeniable and powerful. Um, and, it, and it does something not out of our own you know, effort and energy. This isn't us trying to feel happy, trying to feel joyful. This is us hearing something that is causative, that, that ignites a fire in us. And it's for everybody Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Can I even remind you what the word Savior means? Savior means saving. It means you're lost. It means that you're in a bad place. It means you need. It means that, um, that, that you need an outside external action on your life. In this case, it is almost like giving the rescue swimmer permission to save you. Hey, I'm drowning and you're here. Yes, you can save me. And, and, and acknowledging the need is to allow an outside force to work on you that, that is able to, um, to bring about life. Without it, you wouldn't have the life. And today in the town of David, this God act, this gift of God, this face of God born in a baby, he is the Messiah, the Lord. So we, every year, we, we hear the Christmas story, but do we believe our own story? I mean, really. Sometimes I, I believe we're like a, a kid taking, um, you know, a, a shower in a raincoat. You know, when I was a, when I was a child, um, there was a, a short season around, uh, I guess, kindergarten, where I loved playing in the bathtub with my boats and stuff like that, but I didn't like being in the bathtub. And so mom would tell me to go in the bath, you know, take a bath, and I'd go in and run the water. And I'd play with my boats after a while, and then I'd let the water out, and I'd, I'd come out. And I forgot to, like, mess up the towels and things like that. Well, moms are amazingly smart, and they figure this stuff out. And I think sometimes that's what we do with, with our, our life um, you know, towards Christ, that, that sometimes I think we grow a little resistant. We forget the purpose of it all. This story is the foundation of our living, that a Savior has been born to us, 
that an external action has happened from, from outside of time and space that has invaded a broken world and done something for us that we could never do for ourselves. It is dependable. It is real. This joy that we talk about isn't like a, you know, a, a, a Hallmark special. This is a livable joy. I mean, it just is. You see people all through the scriptures living, changed lives because they believed in Jesus. And the way it gets real is, is you have to be vulnerable and you have to open yourself up and you have to be, in a sense, you have to be broken inside. You have to, to offer your broken to Father and surrender and just believe. And here's the deal. You got to rediscover your kid a bit. Because as adults, we, we are so toughened and so hardened and so rational and cynical that, that we respond to the, the God revelation with, with religion. And religion gives us the patina, the appearance, the outside um, of, of holiness. But, but Jesus said, no, 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 I'm telling you, you people, that unless you change and become like a little child, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. You'll, you'll miss it. You won't get it. You got to come running to, to Papa with open arms. You got to actually believe that you're loved. You got to enter in with your heart in a wholehearted way into this story and say, This happened. And this joy that, that is good news to all people, it's real, it's a livable joy. We don't have to be sad, we don't have to live empty. Anger doesn't need to burn our inside and then burn those around us outside. Life can be an amazing adventure with God. I don't care what your external circumstances are. Life can be, should be, is an amazing adventure with God where you're coming ever more alive. The, the shepherds, I mean, imagine their life. They were, the scripture says, living out in the fields at night. Okay, most people in that day never traveled more than 10 to 15 miles from their birthplace. Those of you in the military cannot imagine that, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, those of us in a car, you know, we, we can go, but, but literally 10 to 15 miles is, is a fairly long walk. And, and these guys' lives consisted of the same... Um, if I can be a little gross here, the same poopy sets of fields that the sheep were in. Come on, the, the, I mean, everybody had their sheep in the same fields. They were just swapping fields. Hey, that, you know, uh, let's sit in this chair at the table today. Ah, wow, let's get wild. Let's move one over. How many of you all, when you go to a restaurant, order the same thing every time? I mean, you, like, you go to a restaurant and you've got your order, Right? Not too long ago, I went to a restaurant and I decided I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to go crazy, crazy, crazy. So I ordered something like Chesapeake chicken. And they delivered it and I took one bite and go, that's why I always order the other thing. You know? So I boxed it up and took it home to Marsha. From that little life of, of same Feels, same job, same sheep. The birth of joy is announced. 
Something is ignited in their lives. And the shepherds said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing has happened. Whoa, you're going crazy. You never left here. Besides, you can't leave the sheep. This is like walking out of your job, right? It's like you're, you're driving a city bus and you, you park and say, hey, I, I got to go. But what about, you know, I know I got to go. And, and they, they went to Bethlehem and they hurried off, found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. There was a livable joy and an and a, a observable difference in their lives. They weren't the same guys as they were before. They spread the word and all who heard it were amazed. Here are guys who are uneducated, um, not communicators, and yet they're communicating beautifully. The joy of Christmas. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. Translate joy. Because everything was just as they had been told. I want to remind you that you don't have to live sad. You don't have to live in anxiety. You don't have to live in fear. You're going to pass through those things. I'm not painting you a portrait of, of heaven yet. You're going to get there, but this is earth. And, and I want to remind you, sometimes we think in our simplistic thinking that, that everything is one thing or the other. Life is a mix. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We, we think, oh, I'll fear no evil when there is no valley. No, there's a valley. And it's the shadow of death. But I will walk through it fearlessly. So this isn't an issue of living problem-free, and that's the proof of God's love. The proof of God's love is a baby uh, born in Bethlehem across uh, outside of Jerusalem. That's the proof of God's love for you. And the reality is that you and I are going to walk through these valleys and these hardships and these, these difficulties, but we can live the joy that Jesus gave birth to. The Savior has come, and no matter what's going on in your life, you are called up into this grand, eternal, divine adventure. So come alive. Stop being dead. Most of us are dead on our feet. Let me, let me see if I can explain that to you. It's like before your first cup of coffee? Is that? Okay, that's how many of us are living our whole lives. Like, huh, what? The birth of joy is real. In uh, John chapter 15, Jesus said, if you keep my commandments. Now, and again, let, let me kind of add to, to, to this, not adding to scripture, but kind of explaining, I believe, what the heart of it is. If you keep, live in the presence of my commandments, you will remain in the presence of my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in the presence of his love. Now listen to John 15, 11. The infant Jesus born, born is the birth of joy. Good news that causes great joy for everybody. Now listen to the man Jesus. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you. In you. In the midst of your heart, in the midst of your challenges, in the midst of, of everything that would depress you, discourage you. Jesus is saying, come alive. Let my joy be in you. Do you, do you see, last week we talked about the language of, of with. We, we said that, that the issue is proximity, that the problem is distance. 
If you're cold, it's because you're far from the source of heat, right? If it's dark, it's because you're far from the source of light. If you want to be warm, you go towards the heat. If you want to be light, you, in light, you move towards the light. And in the same way, that my joy may be this close in you, in you, a livable day-by-day joy that is from the inside out, not, not uh, something that we're chasing, uh, pursuing, manufacturing, but something that has been placed in us and is growing and increasing and, and, and coming out through us. Now, I, I want to be really honest here because every time I encounter the Word of God, I don't encounter the Word of God over it. I, I encounter the Word of God very much under it. And I'm just greatly, greatly challenged. My life is, is different because of, of, of this season of encountering God's word. And I hear my own call to joy in a much greater and much clearer way. I, I hope you hear yours as well. So that my joy may be in you. You don't have to live in your sadness. You can live in Jesus' joy. You don't have to live in your fear. You can live in Jesus' joy. You don't have to live in your insecurity, in your woundedness. You don't have to live in your pain. You don't have to live in in anything but the presence of the fullness of joy. So that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. If you're going to translate that slightly differently, so that your joy... can be full of Jesus, full of the very presence of God. This is my command that you live in the presence of love for one another as I have loved you. And guys, I just want to say to you that what's in you right now is the direct result of where you choose to live. If you choose to live in a broken world, then what's in you is going to be a lot of broken. And you're going to use other broken people to try to answer your broken and and again, we've talked about this before, two empty glasses. You know, this is what we do, uh, people do sexually, you know. I'm going to try to fill myself up with somebody else's empty. Wow. I would not even say good luck with that. I, I pray that you discover the emptiness of it soon and stop. But what's in you is the result of a choice. Before Jesus, we had no choice. We were just on our own and just trying to manufacture it, make it up. But now... There's been good news of great joy. A Savior has been born to us. A livable joy has been given to us. And now we just have to choose whether we're going to live in that joy or in the brokenness of our own hearts and and this world. So we can accidentally live in a broken world. That is, okay, I didn't know any better. You know, I, I didn't, this is, you know, I... Like in my life, I didn't grow up in church. Nobody told me about Jesus. I, did, I didn't know that, that joy had been born. I mean, I, I knew about Christmas lights, but it was just trees and, you know, tinsel. But the reality is that no one ever lives accidentally in the presence of God. It's a choice. It's a response to revelation. The angels show up. They declare something. The shepherds now know in a new way and they had a choice to make. I can stay in this stinking field where I am for the rest of my life or I can begin a divinely led adventure. 
I can live with the, the, the song of God ringing in my ears. My heart can be filled with my own smallness, my own self-centeredness, my own anger, my, my own uh, desires, or my heart can be filled with all the fullness of God himself. Where you are is the result of where you choose to be. Because your invitation to joy is as real as Jesus. Uh, during the season, we watched a lot of Hallmark specials. And some of them I actually, I just, I hate. Be, bear with me for a second, okay? I don't, it's not that I, I, I don't love Hearth and Home and, and you know, um, all the per perfect houses and stuff. What, what I hate about it is every time they do something with an angel, it's like always so messed up. You know, people being bored in heaven. Nobody's going to be bored in heaven, Okay. People thinking that evil is more, you know, uh, you know, fun than good. Oh my gosh, you know, go bang your head with a hammer. And how much fun is that? You know, yay, I'm bleeding, you know. M my head hurts. Uh, just, just stop. And, and always it's this earning thing. Because they can't have a Jesus in any of these Hallmark stories, right? They can't do Jesus. Because, because the world is radically offended by grace. And so always in these things, there's angels earning their wings. Oh my gosh, just stop. <laughs> just stop. And, and the message of the Bible is, is so opposite of all this earning and doing. It's just accepting the invitation. Hey, I love you. You are wanted and welcomed. Psalm 1611 says, you have made known to me the path of life. You have made known to me. This is divine revelation. And you will fill me with joy in your presence. I don't have to live empty, but where I'm going to find joy is not apart. It's not distant. I can't live accidentally, carelessly. I can't do what I want to in life because, because there's a path, Jesus, where you are. And there's a path where you aren't. And I have to choose the path where you are and walk with you. That's the way that, that, that love becomes real because love is a choice. You can't force love. You can't force somebody to be with you that doesn't want to be with you. All you can do is invite. And your invitation to joy is as real as Jesus is. And you and I have to choose to believe or how much we believe Jesus is real. I'm just telling you, if you claim to be a follower of Christ, if you claim to be a Christian, and yet you are angry selfish, mean, or just, just parentally sad. And I, and I realize there's depression and other things. There's chemical imbalances. Okay, deal with those. I'm, I'm talking about where, where in your heart of heart where your being is. If you choose to say, I am a follower of Christ, but you do not live intentionally seeking the presence of God in the fullness of joy, you're kidding yourself. You have made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. No one who's heard of Jesus can say, I can't find joy. He's your revelation. He's your invitation. No one who has heard the story of Jesus can say, I can't find the good of God. If God is good, I don't know how and I don't know where. 
It's been divinely revealed to you in a way that's understandable, in a way that's livable and doable, even with the smallest amount of faith. Some of us say, well, I just don't have enough faith. Hey, Jesus covered you in Matthew 17, 20. He said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, it's enough to change everything. But many people are going to miss their destiny by choosing to live carelessly, an unintentional life. Jesus said you got to choose where you're going to live. You can choose to live far from God or you can choose to live in the presence of through Jesus. He put it this way. He said um, um, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. And in and, and, and John 10, 7, Jesus said, truly I tell you, I, I'm the gate. Jesus went on to say in Matthew 7, 13, the highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But Jesus is the gateway of divine intentionality instead of living a life swept sadly along by the insanity of sin like that leaf we talked about. Jesus is a life of joy that is an invitation broadcast to the world that is made personal by faith that changes everything into a divine adventure. It was intentional on God's part to create a saving plan and to send his son. And it's got to be an intentional response on our life to, to the joy of Christmas as well. And this is how we live joy in a broken world. From the moment of your birth, the Spirit of God has been intentionally inviting you to the person of Jesus. So it can intentionally lead you into a lifelong path in the presence of God, the fullness of joy. There's, there's more intentionality in, in all this than you can ever imagine. And what God is waiting for from you this Christmas is a response of intentionality as well. How real is the possibility of joy in your life? I'm serious. Some of you who have experienced the betrayal, the abandonment of divorce. Some of you who've experienced um, friends who've turned. Employers who you thought were, you know, had your back and, and the next thing you know, they don't. How real is the possibility of joy for you? Some of you say, well, I understand other people can be happy, but uh, not me. I, I, I never will experience. No, no, no. How real is the possibility of joy for you? As real as your choice. To believe and draw near Jesus. And so the question is, will you live joy on purpose? Or will you be swept along like the wind uh, in a broken world by the events around you in a, in a grand pity party? It's your choice. This is about learning the discipline of intentional living, of path living. You see, joy is a a, okay, I must have caught you off guard. Joy is a, and a path. And, and so this is about the disciple, uh, the discipline of, of, of path living. Life with Jesus is an intentional life. His life was an intentional life. It was no accident. And, and Jesus has invited us into an intentional life where we're consciously with him in his presence, seeking his presence, knowing that the, the answer to all of, of the Cold and dark of, of life is the, the warmth and, and light of his presence. That's, that's intentional living. 
It's a conscious and dedicated daily act of your will. Intentional living is valuing and seeking the presence of God through the person of Christ. And we do this over the brokenness of the world. It is easy just to live as a victim in the brokenness of this world. But Jesus has said, I I have given you good news which will cause great joy to everybody who believes it. And everybody who believes is going to rise up and move. Everybody who believes is going to rise up and leave their old life. Everybody who hears the songs of angels is going to respond in an intentional way with courage, conviction, intentionality, boldness, and a joy that is infectious to the people around. Everyone who truly believes in Jesus follows Jesus for the rest of their lives. They experience a profound course change in, in life and a change in how they think and how they, they live and, and what they love and how they love and who they serve. In a broken world, you serve yourself. In, in the, the kingdom of joy, you serve the Son. Accidental living is from the broken world. Intentional living is from the kingdom. And so one of the things that I'm trying to, to call you into in, in the rest of 2017 and into all of the rest of your life is for you to choose to live joy in a broken world knowing that you can. And that your invitation to, to joy is as real as Jesus. And so if, if you're choosing to live a joyless life in the midst of all your heart, you, I don't know how hard your life is. Your life may be epically hard. I mean... I'm serious. It's, you all know this is not an equal opportunity experience, right? You know? Um, we talk about some people being born on third, you know, third base or second base. Some, some people, man, they've, they've come a million miles just to get into the parking lot. But if you live as a, an orphan, if you live as a broken life you do so over the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and you are choosing to walk away from the good news and you are choosing to reject the birth of joy into a broken world Jesus said in John chapter 12 anyone who wants to serve me notice the intentional choice to serve me notice the change of a path i was serving myself serving my own lust my own interest but now i'm i'm serving jesus must follow me notice an intentional commitment and and we have we have lapsed into in the 21st century version of christianity such a carelessness such a a consumer mentality of not only church consumer mentality but we really live as consumers with God God please me entertain me wow me God no God says you follow my son through life anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am do you notice presence Do you notice the language of with? Do you notice proximity? Do you notice nearness? That's where joy is. So if you are miserable and sad and hopeless and and fearful, if you hate yourself and hate your life, it's simply because you have allowed yourself to live far from your love in Jesus. Run to him. 
Run to light, run to love, run to Jesus. Your invitation is real. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's just yours. It was God's intentional act. And now you got to woman up or man up and you got to make an intentional act and to say, yes, Jesus, I'm going to live my gift of joy. I'm going to accept a living joy in a broken world. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Man, this is, this is the intentional choice of God. And belief of this kind is supernatural and eternal. Words like surrender and desperate and committed and phrases like all in and on fire and sold out. These describe the, the outer edges of choosing to live the joy that is Jesus. Of, of hearing the message of this Bible and, and letting it get in. Letting it soak your life and your heart. Letting it be uh, intimate with you and, and, and daring to believe this is the revelation of God. And I'm in. And so where are you going to choose to live now, people? Because here's the key. Not only is your destiny hanging on this choice, but the destinies of, of untold people around you, are, I believe, are hanging on that choice as well. So in the name of Jesus, I'm just inviting you to, to joy. No, I'm serious. I really am. I'm inviting you to joy. A joy that overcomes death woundedness, lonely, bitterness, hopelessness. This joy overcomes it all. And you're invited. It's just a question. Will you accept your, invita your invitation? And will you choose intentionally in this moment to believe in Jesus and to follow him on the adventure for the rest of your life, day by day, decision by decision, joy by joy. Where are you going to live? These moments, I'm just going to ask you to, to respond. The stations are open, the cross is open. Um, this is a chance for you just to get real and to, to make a move in your life from the lightless place you are into the marvelous light of the infinite love that is the presence of Jesus. Would you stand and live joy? If you enjoyed today's message, Feel free to share it with your friends. And as we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.